Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Oh my God. She said glory, glory. Now if I could... Park <laughs> is my nigga. Wow. Church, it, church is church my is nigga. My... First of all, that should have been the name of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking mental notes right now because this is fun. What? Church is my nigga? Okay, Kirk is my nigga. Kirk Franklin. Oh, Kirk. We, you know I still like church. I was say, like, you said church is my nigga. <laughs> no matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From news and politics. And over the middle, getting free. To sports and entertainment. Touchdown. We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man. This is Young, Black, and Bothered. Welcome back to another episode of the Good, Bad, and Unavailable podcast. We're back again for 2019. Wow, it's been a while. Happy New Year. Um, we have some of the same faces. Some are. You know, shout out to them. Uh, D's not here this week. Rob's not here. So, who is here? Eric is here. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But I am your gracious host, Greg, a.k.a. Greggy, a.k.a. Mariachi Poppy, a.k.a. The Original Officer. AKA, don't pressure luck with the pressure cookers. It's clearly a guy. So, I'm joined by my co host. I guess I'm first up this time. Uh, Style Barker, AKA Mad Dapper, AKA, formerly known as The Urge, AKA uh, Maximilian Frost, AKA Fax Cullinan, uh, AKA. The uh, unproblematic, but sometimes problematic ally. <laughs> oh shit! We we gotta find you an episode. We gotta find you. So I mean, yeah, I'm just here. Yeah. We for, we forgot his. <coughs> I feel like you gotta do it all over again. I can't do the whole thing all over again. You just came to my head. Yeah, you have to. Like, fine. We'll, we'll do it in a second. AKA okay, nigga on a flying nimbus. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm, I gotta get his music again, y'all. When Q, 
Oh, what's up, everybody? It's, it's Q. Um, I got no AKAs. I have one AKA that I have dropped, and that is Drunk Q. I am embarking on dry January and maybe beyond because it feels good tonight. <laughs> Two weeks in and have not had a drink. Have not thought, I thought about it, but, you know, two weeks in without a drink, this is, um, it feels good. I got my, I have a lot of energy now. Not tonight, because I'm tired as hell from work, but hey, I'm here. That's probably because them kids gave him the flu. He don't know it yet. He ain't gonna know until Sunday when it actually Please do not say that. I hope it snows. And please let it snow a lot this weekend. Yeah, they're talking about what, seven inches of snow? Please, I hope it snows Sunday. Wait, you gotta go to it work? It goes into Monday. Please let it. Please. Well, let's, let's hope that Eric gets off. That way he can officially just go and. <laughs> It's still here, everybody. It went nowhere. And we are joined this week by a new show of ours that's on, obviously, our network as well as RIP Radio. The two ladies of Cookie Chronicles. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm the first lady, a.k.a. Tia, a.k.a. Sparkle, a.k.a. I'm tired tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my next. All right. This is Miss Tulip, aka Tiff, uh, aka Tired of These Niggas. Um, I don't actually have any more AKAs because I'm also. It's a tired episode. Everybody's tired, but that's okay. It's, it's been a while. We gotta yo, get back in the swing. Yo, I got a question for real. How the fuck is Tia the first lady? Like, who is like, is there a first man with that too? Like, if you take him, what is like, where did the first lady come from? <laughs> do, do, do y'all hear something? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. It's early. Uh, uh, it's, it's early on the show. I mean, I was gonna ask how Tulip got the name Tulip too. So, I mean, I mean, mine is easy. So my last name is Flowers. So. <laughs> oh, see, so that that answers the question. I would just ask the question. People don't usually just call themselves the first lady. Is there a second lady? It, like, where the fuck? Like, why? What happened? Where it come from? Mm. You have to listen to the show to figure that out. Oh, so speaking of the show, tell us about it. Oh, it was great. So first. Uh, guest was AP Fresh. He's a rapper here in DMV. And he brought us awesome gift bags. Um, one of the gift bags, well, both of the gift bags had this body butter in it that's amazing by Sugars and Butters. Um, but other than that, <laughs> it was a really good guest. He was very intellectual. He wasn't one of those male guests that were like bashing women or. Like he was very intellectual, which I but it was a great show. Oh Jesus, help me! Oh Lord, this, this is gonna be one of the episodes. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Me and Tula talked about this. We appreciated his the intellect that he brought to the table. He was a good guest. Yeah. Tia just thinks he's fine, so that's probably that. I mean, I did have a crush on him in high school, but he's married now, so it doesn't matter. 
that that ain't stop nobody from getting. Oh <laughs> my! Nope, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. So, oh my god, it has been three weeks and we have absolutely no format right now. So freestyle. Amen. Yeah, no format. I think we need to just go with that going forward. Um, we got a lot on the docket, and I don't even know where to begin. So should we start with sports and just keep it brief with that this week? I mean, yeah, there's so much to talk about. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, we got to start with the fact that, you know, Floyd Mayweather, in the time that we've been gone, won a fight in the first round by knocking dude out. Yeah. That fight wasn't recorded. I mean, it wasn't on TV, right? Nope. Not at all. But apparently he won. He got, what, $9 million off that? No, man, fuck Floyd Mayweather. I agree. Like, straight like that. I'm sorry. I can't fade. Yeah, I agree. Um, What's the problem? It's just something about him. Like, <sighs> what is it about Floyd Money Mayweather? That dude, first of all, he a fucking clown. Second of all, like, and maybe it's me because I'm actually a fan of boxing, but he kept ducking niggas when they were in their prime mm-hmm. or before they hit their prime. And, like, over the last 15 years, the most effective punches that he had was when he was rabbit punching the, baby, the mothers of his children. So, like, fuck Floyd. Mm-hmm. I agree. Things I didn't know. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Glow, glow red. I'm sorry. Talk All right. If you didn't know. She said, the oldest songs in the world. Her friend. Well, she did just get out of rehearsal, so. Praise hmm. God. <laughs> she did the first time for 2019. Oh, my God. She said, glory, glory. Now, if I could sound like Turk is my nigga. Wow. Church, it, church, church is my is nigga. My... First of all, that should have been the name of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this to the right now because this is fun. What? Church is my nigga? Okay, Kirk is my nigga. Kirk Franklin. Oh, Kirk. <laughs> we, I still like church. I was say, like, you said church is my nigga. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we started a little bit backwards because we didn't talk like college and all that. So, first and foremost, since we all are in the area and we local, are we petitioning the CIAA in Baltimore or are we going every year? No. I'm not petitioning that shit. Are you serious? (laughs) Baltimore? No. Thank you. People don't understand this, so I'm just going to say it right now. I actually work within a lot of, like, school school and industry like that. There's another podcast that I was on where I actually predicted this very thing over a year ago. And I, well, not over a year ago, about a year ago. I told people, I was like, look, Saturday is moving one of three places in this order Baltimore, Norfolk, or Richmond. And then the, then the list of the finals came out. And what did they say that was going on? Baltimore, Norfolk, or Richmond. All I'm saying is, I'm clairvoyant. I'm going to see y'all niggas in Noma Jeans on Saturday, though. You going to the shaky butt though? And you know I don't do strip clubs. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to protest it the first year because it's always some shit that happens the first year and the last year stuff. Like, I'm not protesting it. 
I'm actually glad that it's moving closer. Now I don't have to. I, I've been. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've been wanting to go. I've been trying to go to the CIAA since since my alma mater. We joined the CIAA ten years ago, mm-hmm. and something has always happened every year that has prevented me from being able to make the six and a half hour drive down to Charlotte. Yes. To to participate in the festivities, so I am ecstatic that the CIAA is coming up to ba- is coming up to Baltimore. It's going to be forty five minute drive. Yeah. That's great. That's I think I don't even have to, I don't even have I don't have to pay for a hotel room. Mm-hmm. But you're going. You're going to. You're going. <laughs> you're going to. I don't have to pay for a hotel room. Because I got people that live in Baltimore that I can stay, I can crash at. I I ain't got to spend a whole bunch of damn money because Baltimore's cheap as hell. So, yes. It's I'm, not pro- I'm not protesting it. No, at all. I'm very happy. Welcome to welcome to Baltimore, even though Baltimore is trash and the city is dirty and you're more likely to get shot and killed than actually see to actually see something relevant in Baltimore, but hey, welcome to Baltimore. CIAA. That is like really fucked up. <laughs> it's not really fucked up. It's the truth. No, it's, it's not though. Because you got, there's some places in Baltimore that I'd rather go than D.C. I'm not talking about attractions. Now, are we saying that Baltimore is our 2019 jersey? No. Hell no. No. <laughs> no. Baltimore. No. No, there were there will never be a shittier place than than this than this the land that is known as New Jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying, Baltimore. Like, I if you if you've ever been both places, ask anybody who has any common sense. Would you rather go to Adams Morgan or go to Fells Point? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Fells, Fells Point, of course. See, that's what I'm saying. So you gotta figure like. There's some shit in Baltimore that got better than DC. Let's not call all of it dirty. Okay, but then let's carve out that little piece of that little piece called Fells Point and maybe the harbor. Other than that, bump bump (laughs) banon. The city sucks. Man, that ain't true. You got Mount Vernon too. But the question is for these CIAA events. Name the places in Baltimore where they can hold like the parties and after parties. Like, the convention. The, there's more places there than it is in Charlotte. There's more places in Baltimore than it is here. Yeah, but where? That's what I'm at. Like, because most you got the whole harbor. You got the you have mm-hmm. the power plant. We the power plant. Talk about the power plant either. Huh? I said we didn't even talk about the power plant. Yeah, you got the you got the power. It, there's lots of places they can hold things at. You have the convention center, which is right on the harbor. Yeah. You have like I'm trying to buy a block for like three dollars. You know they're gonna have stuff. At, you know they're gonna have stuff at the trade center. You know they're gonna have stuff at the Marriott, which is on the water. It might be a big ass event at Lexington Market, it, right? They might, yeah. They, they probably will rent out. They probably will rent out Lexington Market for for a night. Y'all were talking me into going to see how to play. This is. There is no there, that's what there's many there's many advantages that and, and don't forget you got horseshoe horseshoes there right there yeah. and if you want to go and drive the twenty minutes to 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 Maryland Live you got stuff there there's there's plenty of it's, it's, it's a boon that is coming to Baltimore it's a boon actually 
Like the city sucks, but there's lots of things. It, does. it can bring I mean, a lot of money in the ball. It will bring a lot of. It will bring a lot of. Like it will bring a lot of money in the ball. It would. I mean, it's not a bad thing that they're coming. It's not a bad thing at all because there's there is a lot to do in Baltimore. There's a lot to do. I, I gotta implore everybody. You just gotta duck bullets. Thing, <laughs> I implore you if you're going up to party for for CIAA, buy at least one ticket to a game. Yeah. Please see a game. Yeah. Or buy a relative a ticket to the game. Cause like the reason that it ended up leaving Charlotte is because that motherfucker. No one was going to the game. game and now, moving to Royal Farms. Royal Farms is a much in, more intimate arena than the Spectrum Center. Mm-hmm. But yes, go to a game. Please go to a game. Yeah. CIAA basketball is really good. Go. Now, the question is for the first season, because this, ha- this starts next year, right? 2020. 2021. 2021. Okay. 21, two years. Okay, so who is your early prediction to win the first CIAA in Baltimore? That's that's tough because you don't know who you don't know who the you don't know who the host's going to be. I I would say well, Bowie's going to be the host because that's true. Bowie's Bowie's going to be the host, and Bowie always has a good team. Mm -hmm. Bowie always has a good team. I'm gonna put in and and I will say basically yeah, Bowie's the host. And you might as well can throw in Lincoln as a co-host because Lincoln ain't but an hour away. Lincoln ain't shit. They ain't no co-host. Uh, I'm just <laughs> their team is Lincoln is pretty good. It's pretty good this year. I will put it in right now. My pick to win. I'm just saying it's gonna be Bowie. Bowie will be the first. Will be the winner of the first CIAA Baltimore. Baltimore. I'm just guessing off the of scouting and people and like just trends and shit. The first winner. I'm gonna give you two teams. First team I pick is Livingstone. Mm. Okay. Second team I'll pick is Lizard City State. Mm. Those are my two picks for, for two years up the line. So ain't no way that we're gonna know. I'm it. gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be either it's gonna be between uh, Bowie and Union. And Union? Virginia Union's not a bad pick. Okay. So I'm writing this down. So in two years from now when I can <clears throat> about it, we're coming on it. But all right, so let, let's see. Um, what do we need to talk about sports-wise? So first up, um, Darren does owe Q $100 for losing that bet last year. Wow. So I think that was who would end up having a better record between the Wizards and um, the – No, the bet was the Steelers would not make the playoffs. Oh, that was the bet. And they barely got by and lost. So <sighs> – Sucks, man. But wait, well, who lost that bet? Well, Q- Darren lost the bet because I said that the, that the Steelers would not make the playoffs, and no. they did not. You were jumping out there on that. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So far, we got these following bets that happened. So, Q and Darren have another bet between like the Lakers or the Wizards having a better record at the end of the season. Right now, it's looking like it's breaking even <laughs> because with LeBron being injured and then Wall being out. So you got that. We got the hundred dollars Steelers bet. We have a bet between. I think it's it's either me and you or it's it's me and somebody about who will end up with the most rings between Breeze and Aaron Rodgers for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So we got that one, and then 
Eric and I had a bet that we can't even honor because it's kind of a joke that the Wizards were going to win 17 of the next 27 games. Yeah, that yeah, was just, that it, it was just poor timing. I just forgot how like they were poor timing. Niggas got hurt. Everything came out about Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. And it was like right. That was right when he came back, and then it was like, oh, that nigga ass hurt again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he just had a group into the whole. The whole fucking offseason. Yeah. Well, Q, do you have the NFL predictions at all? Um, yes. <clears throat> so, congratulations to the winner of... You won, right? No. You were up by like four or five games the last time I checked. No, you actually won. Well, win. yes, you did. You, we're not counting the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're not counting the playoffs for this is just regular season records, and you you beat me by one game. Wow, you sound a little salty over there, sir. I'm really upset about that. I thought I was because from what it looked like, you and Q were winning like back to back. So the final records for this season. Well, this, the final regular season records mm-hmm. were, uh, Greg, you finished with 115 wins mm-hmm. and 63 losses. I had 112 wins and 66 losses. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren finished 92 and 90. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you finished eighty-five. You, you predicted eighty-five games correctly, mm. well, with ninety-seven cool. incorrect. But you know what? That's still better than most of the damn NFL predictions. You know the thing, though. You know what's great part is how much you can't. You can't even like. You don't know how many of them shits was just because I didn't even like put the one game in. Mm-hmm. Well, next year, right. we're gonna have like the last the last two weeks of the season. I didn't pick any fucking game, so it could have gone. Anyway, so you gotta subtract like thirty-two of them shit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and last week, uh, let's not talk about last week's predictions. Um, yeah. Greg got three out of the four games correct, and I, <laughs> oh boy, twenty-five percent is failing in any subject. <laughs> So that just tells you I won one out of the, I predicted one out of the four games correct. Can we just do a brief overview of the wild card round? We ain't gonna make it long. Hey yo, what, hey yo, wherever the ghost of Mister uh, Holiday is, fuck Philadelphia. <laughs> you know he is smiling right now. Fuck them kickers. Yo, how yo man? You couldn't. You, you there are people who don't kick the fucking upright ten times mm. in their entire fucking career as a kicker. Yeah. This bad ass motherfucker did that shit ten times in one season. I just I don't. Well, <laughs> to play devil's advocate for Cody Farkey, it was tipped. But, <laughs> bruh, I live in I, right now in the the current domicile that I stay in. There mm-hmm. are a whole bunch of Eagles fans, and those Eagles fans have corrupted my kids to be Eagles fans. No, no. Yes, they have, and I hate it. So I'm sitting on the edge of the I'm sitting on the edge of the bed watching the watching watching the end of this shit. And all 
I just hear boom, boom, like, oh, this motherfucker hit the post and then hit the crossbar and then tumbled not into not into the net. It tumbled back into the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. really? You gonna do this bull? You gonna pull this bullshit today? Really? Really? Now I gotta hear another week of E A G L E F. Fuck up. So I guess my better question for y'all is, what are the Eagles gonna get for Foles when he wins a back-to-back Super Bowl ring? First of all, he's a free agent after this year, so he, they're not gonna get anything. Well, they're not gonna get anything, but it's more so. I'll say, where is he? What do you think he's going to go? I personally think he's going to Arizona. Honestly speaking, mm-hmm. it's out the funniest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. He should sign with the worst team. He's going to give him the largest guaranteed contract. Oakland, the most, <laughs> like the most guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And then when the after the game after one season, retire. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they win the whole thing, mm-hmm. yeah, oh boy. So yes, yeah, like he literally could be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. I mm-hmm. got two. So the, but even more than that, like, say if he doesn't go to another team, he's, he's like, you know what? I'm going to just stay here again. No, nah, they can't do it. They no. can't. They're not going to be able to. We really cannot do it. So I'm just saying, say if he decides he'll rework his contract to stay with them one more year. There, there is no reworking. He's a free agent. I'm saying if he's and not, he's not going to take, take backup money. That's what I'm about to he's ask. A, he's a starter. That's clear. That's a starter. The Eagles can't do that shit either way because mm. dead ass. Like, imagine you being the starting quarterback mm-hmm. and knowing that the person who's won your team two Super Bowls mm-hmm. the last two seasons mm. is your backup. Yeah, because Wentz is like, do you keep him at that point? You can't if you bring flight. Like, because now him. watch this. What happens the next? What happens if it was a playoff and Wentz loses his first game? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is going to run his ass out of town like they did Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. Um, I guess we need to recap some of them. So the Eagles ended up obviously winning against Chicago because of the kick. Um, nobody thought the Ravens were going to lose against the Chargers, but that was like one of the two upsets that week. Um, it wasn't an upset to me. I knew they were going to lose. Well, it wasn't an upset at all. It wasn't an upset at all. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Lamar got his first. The Chargers were only a five seed mm-hmm. because they were in the same division as Kansas City. Exactly. If it was straight by – Yeah. they would have had the third seed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, this playoffs is here is weird, man. So, the Cowboys ended up beating the Seahawks because the Seahawks – Barely. Yeah, but the thing is, these motherfuckers were running on first and second down and then throwing on third. Like, I don't know what is going on with Pete Carroll, but – he, he got worked that out. Um, well, they became they become a running team. Who who the hell is who the hell is Russell Wilson going to throw the ball to? That is, but then uh, besides Doug Baldwin. Well, next year is going to be uh, Josh Gordon mm-hmm. or uh, Antonio Brown. It won't. It will not be Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is career is finished. No, no, that's fair. Uh, Antonio Brown can end up there. Yeah. I think he might go to Indianapolis. Him and T. Indianapolis. I see him. The only way John, the only way Antonio Brown going is going anywhere is if they trade him. He's not. not Art Rooney. Art Rooney said today we are not releasing him. That is not in the question. Now will now will he be on the team come training camp? That's a that, now that's a different story. Yeah, that's a different story. But they're like we're not releasing him. Hmm. 
Ooh, he guess. said it. The owner, the chair. Well, the chairman said that we are not releasing Antonio but Brown. Will they trade him to Cleveland? Yeah. Can you imagine him and Landry together? Because didn't they all him, Le'Veon, and um? Nah, I ain't go to school together. I, I thought they all went to school together. Uh-uh. No, they went to um. They just some. They played some uh, football together. Central Michigan. Oh. He could end up in Detroit, for real, for real. Please, God, no. no. Nobody needs to suffer with Matt Stafford. Nobody needs, nobody needs that. Maybe he could have literally had a ring right now. If, I don't if, know about a ring. He could have gone. He would have been, a, he could have been the best, like, varsity of all time. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, let me see. Steelers, we already talked about that. We talked about the Eagles. We talked about Dallas. You know, that is that. So that was the wild card round. We need to talk about this coming week. So this coming week, we got the Colts that are number six playing the number one Chiefs. Who do y'all got? Uh, Chiefs. Sorry, sorry, the Andrew Luck show ends this week. I'm going with the Chiefs, but boy. I am actually going to call the upset of the divisional round and have the Colts beat the Chiefs. I don't see it happening. Well, th- I mean, this isn't – I mean, the Chiefs are an Andy Reid coach team, and Andy Reid does not get past the divisional round. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I got that's it. entirely possible. But I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it's, it's not going to happen this year. Because of one guy that wears number 15 for the Chiefs, named Patrick Mahomes. All right, so let's go to the next one. Um, actually, no. Do Tiff and Tia want to make a pick? I do not. Tiff is like, nah, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, so we're going we're gonna to let the ladies not pick this week. You know, we are being inclusive in case somebody says in 10 years we ain't inclusive. So let's see. Um, next game, Cowboys versus the Rams, number two team. And this is in LA. Um, me personally, I'm going with the Rams because I just can't go with the Cowboys in the playoffs. E, who you got? I'm going with the Rams. Q. Uh, uh, Rams. Uh, that Eric Donald mm. is going to is going to make that go crazy. Yeah. Okay. So ne- next game, we got the Chargers and the Patriots. Um, this is another upset because Philip Rivers is going to get his first win against Brady in the divisional round to go to the conference championships and play the Colts. So, even uh, you guys, uh, <coughs> I've got the Chargers. I already said Chargers is my dark horse team. This is who go. Who you got? If this becomes a if it becomes a shootout, mm-hmm. Chargers. Okay. Because Tom Brady can't throw the ball ten yards anymore. Nope. So there we go. We so far, you know, we're split on at least one game. Me being like the Colts, but we already said the Rams are going. We got the Chargers going. Now this one, I'm hoping this is going to be easy for all of us. The Saints versus the Eagles. I'm saying the Saints. I would love to see Super Bowl with, you know, Breeze going against the team that traded him. And it'll be in Atlanta. It'll be, you know, kind of close to home. That should be hilarious. Yeah. I, I would love that Super Bowl. 
right. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, okay. So it's gonna be the Saints, and this is why. Mm-hmm. Because the Saints were the team that the league picked for to win the entire thing, going back to when they obliterated the Washington what the fucks <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Like going back that far, it was like set up then, like, oh yeah, you're gonna give it to them. So Drew Brees can retire. And then next year, Brady's going to win his sixth win, and they're going to win, and he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, the Chargers will finally win mm-hmm. the whole thing, mm-hmm. and Phillip Rivers is going to retire. Yeah. I'm calling that shit right now. Y'all heard it here first. And when it happens, just, just, just know, like, I called that shit. Fuck you, Goodell. <laughs> so, he got the Saints. Q, who you got? Oh come on now! Is this is this is this a real is this a real question? The Eagles run uh, Foxes. I even said it. I said it last week that, and I said it on Twitter that Foxes Cinderella magic magic fairy dust was starting to run out. Yeah, this will be the week it runs out. Okay, Saints. See, that's perfect. so we we have picked the divisional round so we can get past that and get straight. Into this news, we don't have any Trump for the first episode. I said I cannot deal with that shit. We didn't mention him, but that's it. But in good presidential news, Kamala Harris is going to announce on MLK Day that she is announcing her presidential run for 2020. Hey, you. Can I can I get a slow clap? Yo, for that one? first and foremost, let's not do that whole <laughs> issue shit with Kamala Harris. She went to HU Law School. That shit ain't the same thing, Joe. Don't do that. She definitely always shouts us out every time. Like. She's pandering to y'all niggas. Don't do this bullshit. She went to Howard Law School. That shit is on Connecticut Avenue. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Don't do that shit. Oh, boy. That- <sighs> Haters in the building. Oh my god! Like I'm telling you, tell facts. Man. Be right. So wait, is nobody excited with me? I'm not excited. No, nobody. I thought that she would like be a VP. I don't know how. I don't know. Camera. I'm no. a little nervous. I'm not. No, that's why I said slow clap. I, mean, I like her, but I just feel like I don't know where her chances will be. Slow clap because yeah. I'm gonna tell you who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Um, first of all, I just looked it up, and Eric, you're wrong. It says she got her BA at Howard as well. Well, I know she got, yeah. BA, she got her BA at Howard, and then she went to University of California for her JD. Yes, so, and she and she and she's a, she's an and, Alpha chapter AKA. She's an Alpha. So. Yeah, she's an Alpha, <laughs> alpha chapter AKA. I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna tell you who the Democratic nominee is going to be. Elizabeth Moore. No. Gotta be Beto. Oh, it's not. Is he trying? It's not Beto. Why not? It's one of the twins out of Texas. Mm. Oh, the Castro. Oh, Cruz or no Castro? Joaquin or or Julia? Yeah, it's one of them. Oh boy, what? Dang! I I think Liz Warren will probably be will probably be a VP on someone's ticket, but she's not going to be president. She'll probably go on here. Kamala is not. Kamala is going to stay. It, she'll get to the. She'll get to. She'll get to Iowa. Lose and then drop out. Yeah. I think she'll be somebody's VP and then like work her way up to. Um, As I said, she will get to Iowa. She will lose. She'll come in fourth place and then she will suspend her and then she will drop out of the race. Mm. 
Well, speaking of dropping out of the race, um, Kevin Hart officially shut down hosting the Oscars. Says that he is done talking about the controversy and he's giving no more explanation. He's not even a good host. Didn't he host something else like the beat? What's the BT Awards mm. or something? I was black though. Like he hosted something, nigga. As and he, you and I had this conversation a couple years ago. Who has actually been the last good host of the BET Awards? I don't do award shows, so I can't even answer that shit. It, it's been that long. This is back when we were on Twitter talking about award shows. That was last time I can remember a good yeah. host. And the only reason we watched that is so we could live tweet through that shit. Monique's loud ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just can't do Monique. Something. And, and I don't want to see Jamie. I don't want to see Jamie Foxx anymore. Yeah, I'm done with him. I don't want to see him or his Nintendo 64 Carter's hairline. You are going to hell, sir. You are going to fucking hell. <laughs> Did you just say this man's You got to blow his forehead for his jokes to start. You're going to every depth of hell, sir. Another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. And, God. So, to who would you want to see as the host of the Oscars? It's clearly not Kevin. I want to. Has Chris Rock done it before? I don't yes. watch. I don't want to see Chris Rock either. How about? Well, how about I'm torn between him too because, like, he recently about, had the whole video with um, Jerry Seinfeld, how, how which I don't know the, if y'all saw, but oh, I saw that. How about this it? radical idea? No host. Mm. So just announcing who wins. Just announce who the fuck wins. So that means that the show will actually end on time at some. Yes. Why? Why have a host? Like, why have a main host? Let's have people who are going to have people to present the award. Uh huh. And and when and, and when the, when the winner is announced, they come up and give their little five five second speech, thank you speech, and then they get the fuck off the stage. Like, Keep it moving. This is what happens when you have niggas who ain't never had to host shit, giving ideas about hosting shit. That makes <laughs> goddamn sense. The purpose of the per- the purpose of the purpose of the host of the show is the timekeeper to everything going on. Could you imagine how worse shit would actually go with the with the timing if there was no host? That shit would be dumb, and- especially for a live show. Because then, like, there's blank spaces and they have to fill the time with like jokes and stuff. Exactly. Ain't nobody say- like you got you got to have like they're they're doing set changes and designs and all that shit. You just gonna have empty ass space. Like, imagine watching wrestling with no commentators. Imagine watching wrestling with no commentators and no promos. I will say, I've gone to different wrestling events live. And it's, and so, it's so much worse, but it's like so much empty fucking space. Yeah, that yeah. shit is trash. I said it's a radical idea. And, <laughs> and yes, I have hosted stuff. So, yes, I, I can say that. Here's my idea. It should be Hassan Minaj. I like him. Hassan Minaj is dumb. Funny. He's good. He's smart. Funny. I like like when people are smart. Funny. It's always it's always for the betterment of it all. Unless you go like like what Stephen Colbert, or like you get like uh, John Stewart to host it. He ain't doing that right now. That man is retired. <laughs> no, they're gonna do something stupid like have the dude from Carpool Karaoke do it. I love that nigga. <laughs> he ain't a fucking uh, person. All right. All right. 
Eric's like, Zach, I was going to score. Yeah. Zach score, but he, he's, he's okay. He's just like, he's, his, his accent for the longest time didn't make me realize that he actually was married to a woman. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I, this was my this was my implicit biases. This is my fault. But I was just like, okay, so like he's just he's just gay, right? Like it just is what it is. And like, no, he's not gay. He's he never gay. gave me that. And that's a good gaydar. It is mad dapper. Gay. <laughs> but I'm going like going years back. I didn't pay attention to the show. I just always saw him in passing doing shit. So I just like was like, oh, okay, well, you know, he talks like that, whatever. Like, and I never heard him like see, thinking yeah. about him with a woman. So it's just like, okay, well, whatever. Exactly. It's gonna be whatever. And he said he was married to his wife, and I was like, wait, what? There's a wife? <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of niggas' wives, fuck R. Kelly. But we're gonna talk about that later. Oh, God. Um, so uh, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are engaged. Who? <clears throat> Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott got engaged over New Year's. Okay. I heard they were actually married already. I'm, I'm sure they are. It, it's going to be. Probably. You know how this works. Every season there's a new scandal, and that's going to be the next one. Um, so Kylie, 21, and Travis, 26, have been together for two years now, and they have a beautiful daughter, Stormy, together. So what are the three options? One, pregnant again. Two, he forgot to sign the contract, so now he got to do whatever the fuck she say. Or three, Kanye is somewhere involved in that one. Travis Scott is a Kanye. Oh. I'll take that. I'll take that. You get yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Accurate. I feel like that's coming. Ah, boy. But he he made what? I think they said he made like six million dollars off the Astro World Tour already. I mean, I went. So like, how was it? Duh. I had to pause when I said that shit. though. whoever is his set designer Mm -hmm. deserves a fucking award. Mm. They rode a fucking roller coaster through the middle of the damn concert. That was over the shit. Oh, like it was a it was a roller coaster that was hanging from the scaffolding in the arena mm-hmm. that he was riding back and forth while performing songs. Oh wow! Like, nah, that shit was top tier. Yeah. It was definitely top tier. So what Eric is saying is we need to get tickets to leg two because he's coming back. I mean, I, I got it. You got, you have I to got go. It. I bought tickets like a week before. Oh God, come yeah. on. So, in, in other hip hop news, um, NBA young boy apparently his side chick got his face tatted on her chest, and he went on social media and said, "Nah, that ain't it." I'm actually going to show y'all who you know. His side chick got her tatted on his on her chest. He got a picture of this man. His whole face on her tape. Those are weird. He looked like one of the versions of Skin Blue from Dragon Ball Z. Look at look at this fucking this. You seen this shit? It's a it's a good tattoo. Whoever the artist was did a good job. Because that tattoo is just as ugly as that nigga in real life. That man looked like he looked like a horror movie. He looks like what happens when Flavor Flav and Wendy Williams create. Yikes. He looks like what he looks he like. He looks like he looks like what we all assume Biggie Simmons will grow up to look like, but with like the fuck boy haircut. I was gonna say JoJo, but I'll take that. Wait, where's JoJo? No, not Biggie. Who was the youngest one? Which? Oh, yeah, was there another one? I thought the, it was the, the, the random one that looked like he always had like oh, the crust around yeah, his mouth. Oh yeah, the one that always had the white corners in his lips. Exactly oh, that boy. one. What's, what's his name? Is he still with us? 
Yeah, he's on us. <laughs> 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 now that look, he went up the stairs like old girl from fucking Family Matters. <laughs> ain't never come back. <laughs> ain't never come back. Man. Oh shit! Let me see. Uh, Diggy, some, I gotta look at this man's brothers. Now it says brother when I Google it, so clearly either he's still not with us or he was with. Oh, um, this Rusty. Yeah, Rusty. Yeah, he looked like he looked like a, he looked like Rusty. <laughs> Mixed with XXX Temptation. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I googled Diggy Simmons' brother, and what the first thing that showed up? Will Smith's iRobot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo. NBA <laughs> young boy do look like iRobot. No, they said Diggy Simmons. Uh, his they both brother. look like that dude. They both look like what was his, what was his name? Sonny. Yeah. Russ. What's his name? Russie Simmons. Oh my God, I no, I'm saying. NBA young boy and Rusty both look like yeah. iRobot. They need to go to hell. Oh my god! We're, clearly, we all going to hell right now. Nah, I ain't going to hell. I mean, I've made an observation. Like they just yeah. not me. You just look similar to the Sunny that saved Will Smith a bunch of times on the movie. <laughs> so, oh my god! So, in, in other news, we have Nicki Minaj. I thought we left her in 2018, but she's still here. Um, so. She is threatening to reveal secrets about Meek Mill because apparently he's not giving her enough attention. So she went and said something, obviously, on the, what was that, the Barbie Dream song. And then a couple months later, she fired back on Twitter. And Meek said, why are you so mad at me and not people that came right at your neck? I'm cool. I'm doing good. LOL, something's wrong here. Leave me alone. You know I get a little too out of control with the truth. So then... I guess Nikki had said that he needs to watch it before she reveals secrets with me. Who do you think got more secrets? I just, I feel like her new man, this felon man, mm-hmm. isn't dicking her down enough because she's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> but she was she's not involved in that enough. She was bragging on how much he fucks her. Yeah. But she every, was bragging on that shit. But the thing is, everybody who's fucking Nikki has bragged about fucking Nikki. I don't, I don't think so because. Because Meek didn't slice that shit. Shit, Takashi was bragging about it. Nas nah, didn't brag about it. Well, Nas didn't brag about it because it wasn't. They didn't last long enough. Did, I don't even think he, he was still. She fucking. had him in a whole rap. I don't know. That was a bad look for him too. But that's another story. No, nah, a bad look for him is a. Instead <laughs> <laughs> a bad look for him was good production. Exactly, Come good on, production. Here <laughs> 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 we all going to him. To, to, today oh, is the day. So I feel as though with Nikki, she just, she ain't got nothing else to talk about. And then basically Cardi's burying herself because her and Offset got back together. And oh, no. I thought that was false. I, I was, was hoping that was false. But you, you figure y'all hanging out over New Year's, you hanging out over the holidays. I get it. You got a kid together, so you want to try to spend time with the kids. But y'all ain't spending time with the kid. Like, the kid ain't nowhere in these photos. Y'all on jet skis together laughing and everything. So the first thing that showed up, like, the first week of the new year was, oh, well, Cardi B and Offset said that they're going to work it out. I'm like, I can't wait for this nigga to cheat again. I can't wait. This, this second is why it should have been nobody else's business. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that right now. It should have been nobody else's business, first well, and foremost. You know, the only reason she really stand with him is because, I mean, everybody going to want to sign her if, you know, no, no, QC no, no. dropped her. Like she already told y'all what it was. Like, she only went and talked to that nigga because he wanted some dick. She wanted some Those dick. Those her words. She did say she wanted some dick. That was honesty. That, that is honesty. It was, my, it was my biggest thing with Nicki Minaj. Why is it so that 
all the men around her, for some odd reason, that she keeps around her, all like little kids because her um, brother like touching little girls, and then her current dude is a registered sex offender. I'm just convinced that Nicki Minaj's pussy smell like earwax. That's probably not everybody. <laughs> Damn. I, I'm really convinced, like, it has the unscented but scented smell. You're like, well, I don't know, but it's almost quite, but you can't put your finger on it. That's what Nicki Minaj got to smell. Nicki Minaj's pussy probably smells like... Children? No, like belly button. Oh, boy. Now, that's worse. That's worse. Basically, what I'm saying is Nicki Minaj's pussy smells like shriveled up in biblical court. Mm. You saying that Nicki Minaj pussy smells like the bottom of a toilet seat, though? It smells like the former feeding tube from a mother to her unborn child. That her pussy really smelled like the cap on a toilet seat? Like at the back, the one that people don't be cleaning and shit? Like it, her pussy smells like an unchanged bidet. Jeez. Ah. Wow. <laughs> wow. The barbs are going to come after us, but we got heat for that ass, so bring it. Oh boy, I can't wait to see them in 10 years when they are just like older. When they're 25? When they're 25? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a stupid question? Since since we're here, and oh, this is going to sound so wrong, and I'm going to get flamed for this if we ever make it big, but why don't any of the barbs follow R. Kelly? We can eradicate them. Like, no. Oh, no. No. No comment. <laughs> That wasn't okay, hey, man. All, all I'm saying is, uh, uh, man. All, all I'm saying is, we want to get rid of some things, right? So, I, I do, I but not in that way. I don't want to joke about this, but for real, like, <laughs> a lot of the bars are probably too old for R. Kelly. Okay, seventeen. They're too old for him. Like I'm seventeen to three. No, his current girlfriend, nineteen. You know, they force things in that camp. All I'm going to say is if her panties got the day of the week on them, she's not 21. I think, our, like, I don't really want to joke about this for real, for real. Like, R. Kelly, is something wrong with him. I'm not saying he's mentally deranged. I mean, at the very least, he has a bad attraction to smelling, or smelling all things that smell like love spell. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, like, nah, man, you can't say that, dog. Like, you can't. You can't. I, I'll, I'll apologize for it because Kevin Hart, okay? Oh, I'll do that. God. I'll do that. Later, oh, I'll do it after I go on Ellen and she apologizes for me, so I'll apologize again. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a fair estimate, right? Like, each one teach one. But <laughs> speaking of um, y'all, Kelly, because he is no longer R. Kelly to me. He's Robert. No, he is not even Robert. He is. You know what? He is that actually oh. makes more sense, Rob. He, he, oh, <laughs> wait. wow! Wait a minute, that was a that was low. That was. I low. like that. I like that. Of course, you oh, would. Nah, 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 Tiff. That was low key garbage, yo. Wow. What? That was garbage, yo. Mm-hmm. You ain't the <laughs> you want to show. Shout out to everybody who has been on the show past, present, and hopefully for the future. Um, that is no shade to anybody at all. Um, wow, that hurt. Wow. I think what you said, Greggy, hurt more. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're going to the flow of being not shit today. 
Well, we ain't been shit since Sunday. <laughs> oh boy. So hey yo, real live. <laughs> if, 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 if we pop up out of nowhere and give you some words, we gotta give them space. Cause yeah. you drive crazy for that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not defending. I'm not I left a lot of things where they were in 2018, including Nicki Minaj, Kanye, um Kaya. Kaya. What, what, what Kaya? My neck, my back. Like, well, we left her in like 2007, oh but and the fact that I, I, was, I was saying legitimately, I didn't know who the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> you thought, I was thinking back in Queen's Court situation. Yeah, well, that was last year, right? Shout out to yeah, Queen's yeah. Court. I don't know if they're still doing it anymore, but... Well, there's court, Queen's Supreme Court with just T.S. Madison, but oh, yeah, that's I'm something not, different. I'm not listening. You a queen? You still renting your damn house? Fuck out of here. Kai, man, if y'all don't get the yeah. fuck... What what is wrong with Kai? We we just actually you know what no we'll, we'll talk about she's that. from Florida next time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so even in 2019 we know that Florida and Jersey still ain't shit. Um, but clearly Chicago isn't either because the oh no no we we have to we have to because we're yes we're talking the R or AKA y'all Kelly because he is not R Kelly in 2019 we're called. <laughs> Y'all, Kelly, because if you are standing for that man, y'all need to defend him. Um, Sparkle, she ain't shit. But why, okay, can we go after them? Sparkle really ain't shit, like in real life. You cannot go after Chicago. Why? Why not? Hey, yo, Tiff, you need to relax. I hear it in your voice. (laughs) I hear it in your voice. You need to relax. You know exactly why. Oh, that's an exception to the rule. Nah, Slim, not all of Chicago. I I didn't say all of There are exceptions, but okay, go ahead, Greg. There's exceptions to Chicago. Um, There's everything like, except they're not winning a ring this year, except that R. Kelly is hanging out at malls and shit. Uh, Can I just ask a stupid question to the ladies, though? If you had... R. Kelly come up to you when you were 15 and say, even if you couldn't sing, because I feel like he's done this with even women who can't sing as well. Would you go back with R. Kelly knowing what you know right now as an adult? Like, if you had to go back in time, would you do it? Tia, you going? Okay. I will probably take his number just to tell my friends, oh, look, R. Kelly gave me his number. But I wouldn't use it, and I wouldn't call him, and I wouldn't deal with him at all. Uh, The the reason why I wanted to ask that is because my coworkers were talking about the situation, and one of them, by chance, you know, shout out to you, used to, I guess her sister used to hang at R. Kelly's house, and they always, what she said was, they treated R. Kelly like the uncle that was like kind of like creepy, but you just hung out with him at the cookout and stuff like that. They treated R. Kelly that way. It, it, it's weird as shit to hear people say this, and it's a said this before. But the six-part documentary kind of like threw me for it. I always told you Sparkle can go to hell. R. Kelly ex-wife. You know she's still talking about this man on Instagram. Like advocating for him now. 
That was I thought that was last year. No, that last year was when she was doing the, you know, she was singing in the car. Happy she was singing happy people. <clears throat> she did a, a what do you call it? Instagram live recently. I'll try to find it, but yeah. God. I don't know how to feel about this anymore. Did y'all even watch all six parts? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Thoughts? Look, I wasn't giving that shit no possible attention because I didn't need to see anything else to make my I stopped listening to that nigga's music when I was in high school. It's real mm-hmm. simple. Like, the fact that niggas are still listening to R. Kelly when the boondocks told you exactly how you're supposed to treat this shit. Like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at nothing else that nigga did ever. Here's the thing. A lot of people are blaming other people because they're like, okay, you guys knew this from 20, 30 years ago. But you got to think. The ones of us like our age now, when all of this first came out about R. Kelly, we was 14, 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. So we heard things, but being so young and not having, you know, all of the information that we have now, we couldn't properly process what's going on. I I mean, I I didn't watch the sex tape when I was younger. I heard it was being passed around. I know people who've seen it, but I didn't watch it. So I can't say that I I don't feel like I'm I was old enough to take responsibility for knowing everything that was happening. Now that I'm of age and I know more and I know better and I know you know that families do hide shit like this, then you know it, it's hitting me a little different now that I'm old. I blame the the enablers, like the people who got the girls for him, because he I I feel like watching it. Nobody ever said he personally went up to a girl and was like, hey, come over here. Like it was a bodyguard or like it was his cousin or, you know, somebody else who went in, in, in between. And I'm like, they're even more wrong because like they could have got him help, like snitch something. They all like, need to go to jail. All of them. That's all. I, I my thing, though. Like, because I don't know what y'all are talking about, but one, most niggas I was getting a haircut in high school. Yo, niggas' barbershop will literally watch. They were literally like closing the blinds and putting that shit on inside the barbershop. Mm-hmm. That shit's kind of is real sick looking back on it. But like n- niggas like seeing yeah. either the whole tape when they seen parts of the tape. I, I, I don't like, want to see it ever. On I mean, top of that, I just saw it. Like on, and like like mind you, like and if it wasn't on that. That shit was on a lot of porn sites until somebody started flagging that shit. Like yo, that's gross. The whole but child. Again, but again, think about how old we were when it came out. I don't know about you, but I wasn't looking up porn for no for no video. But I'm saying niggas was watching porn on the internet when we were in high school. Yeah. For me, it, it's just weird because I saw the tape, and even in my youth, when I saw it, because I haven't seen it since then, I felt like it's one of those things where you've seen it. There's no reason to like revisit it, but. When I saw it, even at my age, I was like, yeah, she's not, she's not 16. She's not 17. She looked older in that video to me at that point. It's, it's the equivalent of a guy now, and this isn't like sounding like creepy or nothing like that, but there are definitely moments where we've gone out as men and guys will say, like, everybody has this, all guys have that nod that they give for like confirmation, like, hey, like you saw that, I saw that too. So, women have that too. Oh, I'm sure women do, but I'm just talking from a male perspective of it. So, 
like Eric said, I've never heard a guy say, oh, well, yeah, would you try to holler at her or something like that, knowing the age? Or, you know, like in the barbershop, none of them said, hey, did you see the sex tape? I would have done that. But the way that the sex tape was talking about, like, everybody knew it was around this whole scandal. Like, yo, he was... Let's not call it a sex tape. Let's call it it child pornography. Mm -hmm. It's a rape tape. That's what it is. It's a rape tape. Like, so, like, my, my whole thing was this. On top of that, in high school, I knew that age ain't nothing but a number was about him and Aaliyah. Yep. A lot of people are trying to deny that shit now. He's on the fucking album cover mm-hmm. of Ain't Nothing But a Number. Yep. I've listened to if you, if you go look at the age, the album cover of Aaliyah's Ain't Nothing But a Number album, right now, mm-hmm. in the background is the faded image of a bald nigga wearing sunglasses, wearing a vest with no shirt on. Who the fuck else do you think it is? Yep. I mean, they were dressing alike. They were acting like... For me, when it comes to R. Kelly, a lot of people, ever since this documentary came out, even like when there was that dormant period after he did the I Admit It, I Did It song or whatever, and people, they had their outrage for like two weeks and then you didn't hear anything about it. Now, with this documentary, people, I've listened to podcasts and like, oh yeah, well, I don't remember this. I'm like, bro, how do you not remember that? Like a lot of people don't have a memory as far as like five to seven years. So they're probably like, I got a lot of shit going on. I could care less about Aaliyah. But I'm like, when Aaliyah died, they were talking about her being married to R. Kelly. They were talking, honestly. Because she was about to get married again because she was about to get married to Dame Bash. Exactly. And I'm mean, oh, that fuck nigga. That we, we will talk about him in a second too. But R. Kelly. Oh, all, shit. Mm-hmm. It really all just fucking hit me. Yep. Most people don't even know, don't even remember this shit, right? So at one point, Jay Z used to call Aaliyah his best friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like factually speaking, Jay Z was the link. Like the, it just really all hit me. This nigga Dame Dash was about to get married to a chick that used to be married to a nigga that Jay Z did two albums with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This shit is really just fucking hitting yeah. me, yo. I mean, I mean they, now, facilitate. I, but it just, it's just weird now because it's just like, I mean, granted, we know that we at least know that Beyonce was an adult. Yeah. I mean, but biologically speaking, Jay-Z could be her father. Like, yeah. that's how old he is. But he was checking for her when she was 16, too. Right. That's <laughs> but at least he ain't, he wasn't yeah. going, like, purposely, like, scoop, trying to scoop up teenage girls, though. But you know, here's here's the other thing, and I think this is why a lot of black men especially Mm -hmm. at one point swept it under the rug. Think about being in high school and how many girls you know, like a lot of the bad bitches you knew who had college boyfriends who was coming from college or from high school, you know, they you were in middle school and then high school boyfriends was coming to pick them up in the cars and shit. Like, a part of our culture okay shit like that. Yeah, I see that shit in middle school. Yeah, I didn't see it in middle school, but I definitely know of dudes who are like in college still talking to like juniors and sophomores. For me, it was always weird because I always like older girls anyway. And then on top of that, when I got to college and I saw who was on college's campuses, Mm-hmm. Nigga, there was no way I was gonna mess with anybody from high school because the bodies were not the same. Yeah. 
All that shit says to me is like, yo, older niggas were lame and trying to take advantage of like young girls who ain't no fucking better. Let me, let me, I'm going to read this article because this, this fucked with me so much. And it happened right before I started doing the show notes. When Destiny's Child worked with R. Kelly in the 90s, Matthew Knowles and his ex-wife Tina made sure to keep an eye on the then teenagers at all times. Knowles, who acted as his, daughter's, as his daughter Beyonce's manager until 2011, revealed during an interview with Metro that when Destiny's Child were working on their debut album, The Writings on the Wall, in 1999, that they were set to record a song with R. Kelly although Knowles ultimately turned it down. I personally rejected the song because I didn't think that it was a good song. Knowles told the outlet, adding that the singer's reputation also played a factor. This nigga knew this in 1998, but it keeps going. So apparently that this man was asking to have a meeting with the girls at 12 o'clock a.m., meaning midnight. They were 16 at the time. This thing's been doing this shit for a long time. I mean, that that meeting part, like, I feel like most people who are artists have studio sessions later at night like that. I don't think that's wow. un- I don't think that's mm, not children, right? But I do appreciate the fact that he, because he also said that, um, like, even when the girls had to go to the bathroom with studio sessions and stuff, yeah. he, the mother did not let them go by themselves. Like wow. somebody was with them every step of the way. But that was the difference between them and them being in the industry and knowing everything that was going on. And then these other parents who were on this docu series just let their kids just do whatever. Yeah. Like, how can you knowingly let your 14, 15, 16, 17 year old child just? They are at Kelly's house for weeks, months at a time. That, that's that my thing, though. And then not be able to contact them for days or weeks at a time and not raise hell. Look, all that, all that we we know, we know that doesn't make any sense. All that's all well and good, right? And I'm not trying to take away focus off of that shit, but I'm just trying to get down to the ultimate point of all this shit, which is that nigga was fucking kids, Joe. Like, it don't matter what the parents enabled to happen. That nigga decided he was going to fuck kids. <clears throat> End of the day, that's all that fucking matters. It don't matter how dumb parents were. It don't matter how, like, problematic, like, people who saw shit going on but didn't say shit were. None of that shit fucking matters. The mm-hmm. only shit that fucking matters is that this sick motherfucker was an adult seeking out fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that matters. Like, all that other shit, it's like, a distra- it's like a distraction. It's like, well, if they didn't do this and this wouldn't happen. Like, that nigga was still trying to fuck kids, yo. Mm-hmm. That shit didn't stop. Like, that nigga was just fucking like, horrible, yo. Did y'all see the video that he's still performing? Like, he was at some club for his birthday. Yeah. Like, that's because all the performing. Was giving that nigga money. Yeah. Hey, yo, I was out, man, this is a real out, dead ass story. You remember at one point, he was just like shaving my head bald like mm-hmm. once every single year. It was yeah. just like a thing I did, right? Mm-hmm. So it, I was, it was when I went back to school and I was messing with this chick. She was like 20, 21. Yeah. And we were sitting there watching something and this nigga and R. Kelly performing. It was like the BT Wars like maybe like three, three, four years ago. Oh, yeah, when he got the honor. When he did, when he had, when he did like the end of the show, right? Yeah. So like she was sitting here talking to me about how sexy R. Kelly was 
I reminded her, reminded her of R. Kelly because I was bald with a full beard. I have not shaved my head bald ever since then. Yeah. But there are women who are attracted to men who are bald. But the thing is, with R. Kelly, like, I'm sure, like, he's gone through phases. He's had, like, a short haircut, like, you know, we and have. And then he's cornrows. He's had the bald head and everything. So I talked to my mom about it. And she brought up a point that I thought was, like, really interesting. She was like, all these women go to his shows that are my age and would willingly fuck R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants to fuck the daughters that they bring to the show. But, it, you know, I get what he's saying, but you got to hold everybody accountable that played a part. Because why the fuck are the parents even bringing kids to an R. Kelly show? You know what kind of show he performs. That's so awkward. Why would like, you do that? Overly sexual with my parents. Right. Like, no thank you. Child yeah. on my I can't call, I can't say that because you were never you were always only saying that. But but peep this shit though. What's the difference between taking between parents taking their daughters to see an R. Kelly show and parents allowing their daughters to go see B2K, Chris Brown, Pretty Ricky? Like no, I wasn't allowed to, so I can't speak on that. But I mean, I kind of get you, but I I still feel like R. Kelly overdoes it. Does it? Or do you really? Because think about it. That nigga wrote "Bump Bump Bump" by B2K. Yeah, he's written. I mean, yeah, but that was more age appropriate than some of the shit that he wrote for him. But I'm now, saying though, like, now was it age appropriate because the people who were singing it were kind of our age at that time, so we were okay with it? Because yeah, yeah, they were teenagers. Yeah, it's different when B2K is saying "Bump Bump Bump." Imagine like, R. Kelly singing "Bump Bump Bump." Yeah, and I would rather not imagine him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that R. Kelly did I'm a flirt and he was 37? He was th- he's what? He's 52 now. He did You're I'm a, a creep. You a flirt? He wrote he wrote Nick Cannon's I'm a gigolo. That's not yeah, the fuck terrible. I'm I'm still kind of fucked up and people laugh at me to this day because I don't know the answer to my own question. So I'm gonna just pose it here for anybody who's listening. So y'all remember the song Same Girl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They had the same everything. I don't know a twin. That has, and I think you and I talked about this, E, about having the same car, same job, work the same place, same phone number. So I'm like, wait, so y'all just, y'all text from the same phone? Y'all they share, a Google, they share a Google voice number. Maybe she does have a Google voice number. I, I don't know. R. Kelly's a creepy nigga. He also jumped out of a closet with a, gu- a gun and trapped with a closet. He made 68 chapters of a story that it's just not done yet. It's not done yet. Do you know when this documentary happened, I was out of town. I was with the in-laws or whatever. And, like, I turned the lights out, and I'm watching part six. Do you know, I'm watching this shit as if it's a horror movie. I'm looking at my closet thinking this nigga about to jump out where the fucking... It was extremely creepy, wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, yo. Like, I definitely had to sage my house after I watched it. (laughs) Like, for sure. And it's weird, because, like, there are people to this day who are caping for him, and it's like... What do you, like over some songs like yeah. I don't know. well essentially every song that he wrote was about a girl that he dealt with at the time the and he told on himself in all of his music so let me ask this and Eric I don't know if he knows where I'm going with this but Q I think you I, you and I talked about this a couple months ago but what will it take for R Kelly to actually you know, be indicted. Will he have to go and, you know, 
sleep with the underage white woman? Will he have to, you know, have everybody that's on that documentary go to jail? Because they're going to jail. The manager or the ex-manager, they're already issuing, like, arrest warrants for him after he's threatening to kill the victim's father. Like, what the fuck is up with that? How I don't many get that. advantages has he had though? Because yes. I don't think it was the old guy that was in the documentary no. that was. No. I'm gonna read the article. It says that an arrest uh, warrant was issued for R. Mason. The arrest warrant was issued over the summer. Mason was threatening Timothy Savage, the father of Jocelyn Savage, uh, one of the women featured in Surviving R. Kelly. Um, Wow, he said I'm going He was on the Bluetooth and scared. <laughs> During the press conference. Sorry. Sure. I don't know why I know, I just stuck out to me when I was watching it. I, I don't know. I don't want to place blame on the parents or nothing like that, because that's just not where I'm at with this whole situation. I am going to say it's not the parents, but it's these people who are around this shit, the sparkles. The even Andrew, you know, Andrea Kelly, everybody keeps trying to say, oh, well, she was a wife and she was around for X amount of years. She knew the shit. I'm telling you, she felt to me watching that documentary, she seemed more like a madam than she seemed like a wife. Like she was advocating for all this shit. She was like, hey, better them than me. I don't have to be locked up with chains because he can do that shit. I mean, but, but she, she was locked oh, up. Yeah, she had to like ask her in the room. Like she, she wasn't exempt from none of that shit. Oh, not at all. But my thing is, whose story, like, when Sparkle had said something about she had to knock on the door or whatever for some potato chips. To and, eat. Yeah, to eat. And it's like, wait, like, at what point was somebody going, well, one was Sparkle going to say, hey, um, this is you right here. This is your you know, I'm going to go and say something to the cops. It wasn't until Sparkle's, door, uh, Sparkle's niece ended up sleeping with him that she was like, oh, yeah, I got a guilty conscience now. Because don't, she don't speak to the family at all. Her family kind of like said, nah, fuck Sparkle. And then two days after the documentary comes out, you got a single. The shit's whack as fuck. I listened to 10 seconds. I was like, nah, this ain't it. Well, the ending, the ending credits at the end of the documentary was the song that she was her single. So they played it. It's supposed to be about survivors yeah. um, of domestic abuse. So it's like, I get it, but also... It was not a good song. Bad time, bad fucking time. Can I just say, how do you make a song about survivors when you were the one that was picking the prey? You like you essentially cleaning the fish for the fish fry. So listen, so Tahoe from So Shameless out of New York, he tweeted today: Are the women who R. Kelly had in his residence accomplices if they lured other women into the lie? Absolutely no. And I feel like no. yes. not. partially yes. It depends on it depends, wait, wait, you're talking about the women that lived inside of it that he that lived all, on the compound. That he was also like over as well. No. Like the ones um, that were the girls and they were Oh no, yeah, they're, they're, they're accomplices. I was talking about if it was like girls that he already had like mentally fucked over. Like, well, can they can they plead insanity? Like, but that's, like but that's at that point. That's what he's asking. Like, um, what's the pace girl name? Pace, pace, pace. I know which one you're talking about. He had told her to go find a girl, and that's how the girl Dominique got pulled in. So Tahoe's pretty much asking, like, if you were one of the girls that was in the house and living with him, and you knew all this was going on, and he had you go that bitches to bring back, like, would they be counted 
as accomplices. I don't necessarily think so because it's mental anguish. It's all mm-hmm. it's just like it's like it's like it's, it's like with sex workers, right? So it's because the same thing can be said in a situation with like pimps and their and their workers. Mm-hmm. So if a pimp is pretty much controlling the life of that worker, right? And if she doesn't do anything, she can be beat. She can be, you know, tortured, whatever it may be. So she has to go and continue to do the job to make sure she has a roof over her head. Then, like, she's an accomplice, but it's also due to, like, mental anguish. It's not like a situation where it's like, oh, I'm down with shit that you do. So it's not like any of, any of R. Kelly's, like, bodyguards and shit that was going to get little girls. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to read an article because a lot of people, they watched the documentary, but they didn't want to do a little bit of the research for this. They just, you took everything at face value. Um, even though I've already said to lengths of things with Sparkle and Andrea Kelly, the one woman I had the most like issue with the things that she was saying, not because of what she had gone through sexually with R. Kelly, it was everything that happened after the fact. Now, you know, after the fact. You have um, Stockholm Syndrome. That is definitely a thing. However, with her, she has been accused and she's also said that she's an admitted liar and a thief. So I'm going to read an article from This is Lisa. This is Lisa from uh, Lisa Van Allen for anybody who's listening. This is from June 3rd, 2008. Lisa Van Allen detailed three-way sexual encounters with the singer and the alleged victim, but Van Allen didn't leave the stand before defense attorneys ruthlessly challenged her credibility during, uh, basically by calling her a liar and asking her if she demanded $350,000 to change her story. She denied trying to extort R. Kelly for money, an ex-lover from whom she began seeing when she was 17. Um, the Georgia woman offered a smug smile and occasionally rolled her eyes as Kelly's lawyers portrayed her as a thieving blackmailer who only came forward to spare her fiance from going to prison. I don't know if anybody knows, but her fiance at the time was a thief as well. So he had stolen a Rolex and he had basically rolled over on her because she was the one who ended up stealing this stuff from R. Kelly's home. So in order to you know, clear herself from the whole R. Kelly thing. This was in 2008, mind you, which is what, 11 years, you know, ago. She went and said that she sold it to R. Kelly's business manager after stealing it for $20,000 in an extortion to get it back from them. Now, remember in the documentary, she says something to the effect of she stole the tape that she saw herself on from R. Kelly, Right. But is it really stealing if you're on it? Well, here's the thing. This is where the, this is where the stories like kind of align. I just told you that she said she stole a twenty thousand dollar Rolex. Well, she stole a Rolex and then she sold it back to them for twenty thousand dollars. So in the documentary, she said a similar story about how she saw herself on videotape having sex with R. Kelly and the sixteen year old. So after she did, you know, she saw that she stole the tape and then she got to her hotel. She waited a couple of weeks and then she ended up giving it back to R. Kelly's business manager because of, you know, she had copies. Yeah. But no, they said um, she said that she had sold it to the business manager, but the business manager or whatever had made copies of it. So she looked real funny in the light saying that she had gone and done all this stuff. So she said that she had met R. Kelly during the um, 
Who was it? The Home Alone video with Keith Murray in 1997. Now, uh, another thing she said during this whole interview was the fact that she knew about this Aaliyah situation. She knew that, you know, Aaliyah was a part of the picture, but she didn't believe the wedding thing, and she thought that it was all a hoax. R. Kelly married Aaliyah in 1994. He got the, well, the wedding was annulled in 1995. He married his wife a year later, the one that he was married to for 13 years. So he married her in 1996. So she obviously had to be around in, what, 1997 to have known about the Aaliyah situation. She was, she was the same age as Aaliyah when this shit happened. You knew about the wife because he was married to her at the time and you kept that shit going. Then you extorted him after the fact. So she looked real funny in the light. You got, obviously, Sparkle, who I'm still really kind of pissed off at her. At this point, if Ron Osley just stays where he's at, because didn't he, didn't he end up marrying a girl from JS or whatever? Um, I don't even know. Ron mind his motherfucking business. He's been laying real low. Oh, cause he got don't he got some shit on him too? Man, we are, uh, he had tax evasion. That's the thing I remember. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the you know the stunt double, the doping. What's that word? The doping gang? Oh, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Doppelganger for <laughs> I take the shit out of that one. <laughs> well, I call this shit a doppelganger. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm sorry. I was watching the US trailer, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw, yeah, yeah. But Aaron Hall is R. Kelly's version. And they both have been, like, allegedly accused of the same shit. They're the same motherfucker. They're the same motherfucker. Think about it. You've never seen them in the same room. Did Aaron Hall change his actually No, because Aaron Hall is actually somewhere. I feel like... He's R. Kelly. Nah, I feel like R. Kelly hit uh, Aaron Hall with, like, the Ursula. Some mm. fucking Little Mermaid. Ooh, ooh, that's true. Ooh. That, yeah. Cause Aaron Hall ain't got no voice anymore. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Did, did anybody catch in the docu series where, um, I think it was one of the ex workers said that R. Kelly would write false statements about the girls stealing from him or trying to extort them and have them sign it for collateral. If anything happened in the future, did y'all catch that? I could I could see that being a possibility. My issue though is we are already blaming R. Kelly for being a piece of shit. Um, but there are a lot of people who need to be held accountable for their actions. I get it. They are NDAs and you can't say anything because I mean Well, Geronda Pace broke her NDA. Yeah. A lot of people break their NDAs because it's like, all right. One of two things. You can't, you're tired of this shit and other people are coming out kind of like the Bill Cosby situation where a lot of people decided, hey, I'm not alone, so I'm going to be taken more seriously. And people, then, People ahead. don't be knowing though, NDAs do not cover you from hiding up violations of law. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing people don't be knowing. Everybody's scared of a fucking NDA and yeah. don't read shit. Like, you literally, like... You can't have somebody sign an NDA that doesn't like like that doesn't bio that it has to be like very confidential information that could cause more harm if things are public than if they don't. Yeah. Or things that don't have long withstanding like effects on general population. Yeah. You can't have somebody sign a fucking NDA off of some off of some shit like 
oh, well, you can't share the fact that you know that I slept with your daughter when she was 15 years old. Like, that shit don't fucking work. Yeah. Niggas don't read, yo. I'm tired of y'all niggas are not reading. So I, I want to ask everybody before we go into, like, you know, our little next segment, because we didn't been on this R. Kelly thing for a while. If he does get jail time, what do you think he should get? Life. Well, first of all, I think they should pull all his music off the radio. I think they should take back any awards that he's ever won over that span of time. Forever. And he should go to jail. Well, here's my thing about his, here's the thing about his music, right? Mm-hmm. I would agree with you if he owned any of his publishing. Because R. Kelly's fucking broke. He's actually sold off all of his publishing. So if they take away R. Kelly's music, it don't hurt R. Kelly. Mm-mm. That label, universal. No, it don't hurt the label. It, owns a, it hurts the owners of the publishing and the owners of oh, the shit. And, and, and a lot of the publishing, all his publishing is owned by Aaliyah's uncle. Mm-hmm. So that shit. But he would still get some type of residuals from no. the airplane. Residuals from songs, from songs that he wrote. Yeah. Because, but then think about what happens if you do that. Like, imagine pulling all those songs for all those ladies that just bought all those concert tickets to go see B2K. Mm-hmm. They should still pull them. It's, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, and in fact, honestly, I'm not even going to say pull them. Don't make people not be able to listen to them. Yeah. It should already be fucking taboo that motherfuckers listen to him in the first place. Yeah. Like... If a D, like if I have a DJ and that nigga motherfucking decides, oh, I'm gonna play fucking step in the name of love, I will make sure that he's never hired again. <laughs> like, no. I just feel like we shouldn't give because the songs were made about the girls that he was talking to, it just sends out negative vibes and negative messages. And we shouldn't give him the cream the streaming credits or whoever owns his publishing. Like yeah. At the end of the day, even Aaliyah's uncle, whoever owns his shit, is still behind the shit because they ain't spoke up about nothing that happened with Aaliyah either. They denying that shit like yeah. it didn't happen either. So everybody who's associated with that shit, mm-hmm. who helped cover it up, who helped vet girls, all of them need to go broke. Yeah. Fuck it. Take all that shit off the radio. But I'm saying, though, not everybody that's, getting, that's eating off R. Kelly is a shitty-ass person. Mm-mm. Most of them. And this Point, I think we can right. so, them. so watch this. So everybody who was on a Cosby show not get any bread ever again because of his bitch ass? That's fair. That's a, that's good. Yeah. No, that's also different because a lot of his staff didn't know and a lot of his staff wasn't helping him rape bitches. Well, Rashad ain't know. Malcolm Jamal Warner ain't know. Raven but that's what I'm saying. They didn't know. So, no, that wouldn't be violent. But I'm saying there's people, like, I like guess hearsay, because there was hearsay about Cosby back then, too. It's just the internet wasn't fucking out like that. Yeah. So, say, so like, it's just like, there's people that heard rumors, but, like, if they didn't see anything, if they barely worked with that nigga... Like, we, you gonna hold his record label accountable yeah. too? So it's basically like if they pulled off. The record label needs to be held accountable, absolutely. He had never done anything after that, and he was hoping for those Cosby checks. He's never getting paid again. He's never getting paid for anything ever again. Because they pulled the shows off. Right. So, okay, I see that. Like, that shit, that's just more than just a person, like the main person behind that yeah. shit. I mean, I get that, but you also gotta look at who the other people are. 
for the people like Felicia Rashad and all them who didn't know what was going on, no, that wouldn't be fair for them to pull the Cosby show because other people who didn't know it didn't help aid him in whatever the fuck he was doing shouldn't be punished for it. But the people that aided R. Kelly, I can pretty much guarantee that all of them knew what was going on and they're making money off of his music. And that's, that's fine. I get that. All I'm saying is, is keep that same energy with all the girls who want to go see B2K this year. Mm-hmm. And you sign and say, oh, they can't perform bump on bump. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And you know, what's, you know what's funny about that is Omarion, he went on like Instagram, he was saying after, after mm-hmm. that has not launched yet, he still has time to take the songs off the show. He's, he can't, they cannot not perform the song R. Kelly wrote. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like, they have to. Yeah, you have to. Like, their first song that made girls go crazy was written and produced by R. fucking Kelly. And the video was produced by Chris fucking Stokes. Mm-hmm. Like, if we really go have this conversation. Right. It's just so crazy. There were a lot of people, I was looking on Twitter, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we played Step in the Name of Love at our wedding. We walked down to this song. I'm like, what you just gonna tell your videographer to cut that out and change the song? Honestly, I'm looking too like you an idiot anyway because that means that you didn't have a good ear for fucking music. You oh. wanted that song played at the fucking <laughs> at the fucking wedding? <laughs> Step in the name of love, nigga. Yo, y'all so and y'all knew this shit. Yo, some of y'all old folks that did that shit was garbage as fuck. I'm just letting y'all know right now. All the good music that came out when you was our age, and you gonna play fucking Step in the name of love? Mm-mm-mm. But you know, there's also a bigger message to this whole R. Kelly thing. Yes. Like, fuck that. Oh, wow. No, there is a lot, like, there's an underlying thing with with the African American community. We have pedophiles and molesters in the family that we cover for. Mm -hmm. We have parents that don't believe us when we come out to them, if it's their brother or their uncle or their cousins. And I feel like this is shutting the light on the black community and how much they cover up. And now they need to start talking about it. And the parents need to start listening to their kids. And pedophiles should be held accountable for what the fuck they've been doing all these years. Mm. Stop sweeping shit under the rug. Black folks are known for that. Yeah, that's true. 